0: welcome to sizzling arrow outdoors where we learn to cultivate harvest and prepare clean organic food i am paul rhodes the host and founder of this podcast and the company known as sizzling arrow outdoors well thank you for joining us today i hope everyone's having a great weekend i know um I am. A, it's been a busy weekend, and uh, it's pretty pretty hot here in North Carolina. We had a little bit of a cold spell, but um, it's back to normal August weather. But, you know, can't complain. any. It, it's still a nice day, and got a little bit of rain a couple days ago. So, uh, all is good in the neighborhood. But anyway, so if you are just tuning in to Sizzling Arrow, welcome. We appreciate having you here. And make sure that after you listen to this episode, go and check out the first episode, the introduction to Sizzling Arrow and that'll give you a rundown of what we're looking to accomplish and what we're all about. And also, if you want more detail, want to read up about us a little bit more, you can check out the website, www.sizzleanarrow.com, and that has everything that you'd really need to know about us on there. So, if you've been with us for any amount of time now, thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as you've enjoyed the others. But today's episode, we're going to be talking about food waste and food utilization. That seems to be a pretty big issue in this country and i mean around the world but you know the united states definitely has a uh, very very large alarming numbers and honestly we could probably if we do things correctly if everyone does their part we can cut down on the i get. I, I don't know what maybe the mass hysteria of needing to produce more and more and more food because if we're not wasting as much we don't need to produce as much and then we can focus more on quality and not quantity but we we all have to pitch in and do our part on that if we want to see that happen but uh, some statistics on food waste in the united states is let's see so pretty much they did a uh, usda did a survey or research on the food waste in the country back in 2010 i couldn't seem to find anything that was uh, newer uh, at least not from the usda you know there's other write-ups out there that kind of cover food waste but they all kind of point back to the usda but anyway the usda said between 30 to 40 percent of the food supply in the united states is wasted every year i mean that Thirty to forty percent of the entire food supply—that's that, that's ridiculous. I mean, that's crazy. I didn't even know until I started reading this that there was so so much. I knew it was high, but that that's that's a lot. They performed an economic research service, uh, which showed thirty-one percent of food loss at the retail and consumer levels. So, their thirty-one percent is just for grocery stores. I don't even know if they're counting restaurants. I think they're just counting grocery stores and household waste. That's not including the farm waste, the big corporate ag waste. So these numbers are probably a little bit higher than what they're showing here. But with we're just going to go with the numbers we have here. So the 31% food loss on the retail and consumer levels, that corresponds to approximately 133 billion pounds of food in one year. That... Wow, that's crazy. Now, if you want to talk dollars and cents, that equals to about one hundred and sixty-one billion dollars worth of food that was wasted. And again, this is for two thousand and ten. Yeah, you want know, to you, you want to look at things on a hopeful light, but with that, I'm pretty sure it's a lot worse now. <laughs> So it's it's kind of, you know, looking or reading these numbers, It, it it's not funny by any means, but it, it just makes you wonder why it's got to that point. Like, have we become so lazy that we can't utilize the food that we buy? You know, we can't train our employees well enough to maintain or care for the food that are in our grocery stores in a proper way to where we alleviate more food waste. I mean, we're not going to get rid of all the food waste. That's just not practical. But I mean, even if we reduce this down by 15%, just just think of what we could do if we could knock it down by 15%. I mean, that doesn't seem like a lot of change, but it's, it's a huge change considering the numbers that we're looking at right now. But now with what i'm going to talk about today is you know i'm not going to just sit here and complain about the food waste and say how bad it is you know it's one thing to point out the problem and just talk about it and complain about it but there's another thing to point out the problem and give a few different things that we can do to make a difference in our households which in return will make a difference in the full statistics here but we we're not going to focus so much on the retail setting because you know we can't we don't have a whole lot of say with those unless we work in a retail setting, then you can use some of your knowledge to help others along and just do the right thing while you're working. But we're gonna jump into a few things that we can do to help minimize the waste in our household. So first one is avoid buying too much. Now, a couple ways that we could do that. You know, if you shop once a week, you can maybe add another shopping day during the week so let's say if you go out and shop like i shop on sunday for the week but i generally try to hold the perishables you know like um, fresh fish meat berries you know i I try to just buy those for a couple days ahead of time so i usually do sunday and then i go back and i do another shop on wednesday now I understand that some people may not live that close to a grocery store to where they have to buy for the week or even maybe two weeks. So we'll talk about how you can manage that as well. But just avoid buying too much. Shop two, maybe three times a week, depending on where you live and how much time you have. I know we're all busy and scrambling around, but you know, just split that up a little bit. Now, when you're shopping, be prepared. Make a shopping list. So Go through your pantry, go through your uh, refrigerator, make sure you write down what you have and then kind of make an estimate of what you're going to need for that week. And that way you don't end up buying the same thing again. So dry goods, canned goods, let's say canned tunas or pastas tomato canned tomato sauces stuff like that you can get away with buying a couple of those or maybe buying an extra one because those last for a while but you, you really want to hone in on your fresh fruits your fresh vegetables your meats and um, anything that is perishable that will go bad within a couple of days bread is another one milk those ones go pretty quick. I found that, especially here in the South, the bread molds in like three days. So you, <laughs> you definitely want to make sure that you only have enough bread to last you for like two to three days. And then you're going to have to go get some more. Or you learn how to make your own bread and then you can make it yourself whenever you need it. But um, not not all of us have time for that. I understand that. Another way that you can improve the shopping and the utilization for your Weekly meals is to actually plan your meals out. And one thing that you can do when you're planning your meals out is plan your menu, your weekly menu to utilize some of the same vegetables and uh, starches and stuff to where you don't have to buy three or four different things to make three or four different meals. You buy, you know, your tomatoes and your potatoes or your pastas, your uh, spinach, your asparagus and try to incorporate these things into three or four different meals instead of just planning it out for one. So for example, if you wanted to do steak one night, so get your steak and then do roasted potatoes and maybe sauteed spinach or sauteed broccoli, you know, something like that. And let's say you want to do chicken another night. So do your grilled chicken Do mashed potatoes and do like a um, broccoli, like a roasted broccoli or something like that. So you can, you can do different, you can make your vegetables taste differently, but still using the same ingredients for different recipes. So, you know, that's one good way to utilize your food as well. You can, so we've already talked about not buying too much, planning your shopping times two to three times a week, plan menu for the food and utilize the same produce and uh, starches for different meals and make a shopping list. So those are the first three. Now, the fourth one, you want to work on a FIFO organization schedule. So you're probably thinking, what the hell's a FIFO? But FIFO stands for first in, first out. So when you're going through and making your list of items, have your existing like canned goods and stuff kind of slide those to the front of your pantry, and that way you have room for the new stuff to go behind it. Okay, what I would do is dedicate a specific like drawer in your fridge or area in your fridge to where these are the vegetables that need to be used first. These are the vegetables we just brought in, and kind of separate them out to where you're not commingling things because. I can speak from experiences that sometimes you will have, let's say, carrots or spinach or you know cheese that gets tucked away way in the back of the refrigerator. You completely forget about it. You start putting more stuff in there, and then once you go in to clean out your fridge, you find this moldy thing in the back that could have been prevented because if you would have followed the FIFO or the first in first out organization. So just make sure that you use what was in your kitchen first before you use what you have brought home that week. So if that makes sense, hopefully it does store food correctly. So when I say store food correctly, you're going to want to make sure that your refrigerator is at the proper temperature. So under 40 degrees, not at freezing. You don't want to keep it at like 30 degrees because everything's going to freeze, but I try to keep my fridge probably around 38 degrees. That way, things stay nice and cold. They don't freeze or crystallize. Um, You know, vegetables, if they get too cold, they tend to wilt and become very nasty and mushy. So you don't want that, but you want to make sure they don't get too warm because then they're going to spoil quickly as well. A couple other things that you can do on storing properly. So make sure you put the cooked food above your raw food. So you don't want to have ready to eat food underneath raw food, especially meats. Uh, You don't want to put raw chicken over your taco meat that you cooked the night before. So just make sure you put your cooked foods above the raw foods. Do not put hot food in your refrigerator. That is a big one. If you have a steaming pile of uh, vegetable, whatever, let's say you have a sheet tray of hot vegetables and you want to cool them down quickly, don't put those in the fridge because what you're going to do is you're going to heat up the internal temperature of your fridge, which is going to end up taking a long time for that temperature to get back down to the proper temperature. All the food in there is going to heat up, and you're going to lose a couple of days of shelf life off of that food in the fridge. So, you end up causing a lot more harm than you are good. Easy way to cool down sheet trays of vegetables or rice or whatnot is to spread it out as thin as you can get it. Let it get down to room temperature. Now, I mean, don't leave it out there for hours upon hours. I mean, if you spread it out thin enough, it's going to cool down probably within about 20 minutes, if that. Once it's down to room temperature, you can put that into the fridge and finish cooling it the rest of the way. So you stay out of the danger zone. And the danger zone is temperatures between 40 degrees Fahrenheit and 140 degrees Fahrenheit. So this temperature range is where your bacteria grows. So you definitely don't want to have your food sitting in that range for too long. Now um, you don't want to leave it out of refrigeration for over two hours. So as long as you let it get down to room temperature and like I said the thinner you have it on the sheet tray or the more spread out on the sheet tray you have it the quicker it's going to cool down and then you can put it into the refrigerator. If you have soup let's say a stock or something like that Put it into an ice bath, so you got your regular pan. Fill up another pot that you can fit your stock pot into and put ice and water in there and then put that in there and then just stir it on occasion. That way you can cool that down really quick as well. So, those are a couple of tips on that. Storing food correctly, you're gonna to wanna to make sure that you have properly sealed containers, whether they're Tupperware containers and have a nice airtight seal on those, or if you're, uh, saran wrapping containers make sure you get a nice tight seal on the saran wrap one thing that you can do if you're wrapping up sheet trays let's say you cook for a big group you can get your saran wrap underneath the sheet tray flip the saran wrap over and then just kind of cover the entire thing instead of just covering the top that way you have an ensured nice tight seal And I mean, you can flip that thing up and down and you're not going to lose any of the food. It's not going to come apart. So because you got the whole entire sheet tray wrapped up. So make sure that you have a nice tight seal on um, your holding containers that you have in the fridge. Uh, So, okay. So another thing that you can do, so that was storing food correctly. So another thing you can do, you can vacuum seal and freeze the extras. So let's say if you buy a block of cheese, but you plan to, you're only planning to use maybe half of it. You can get a vacuum sealer vacuum seal that cheese put it in the fridge and that's going to last a lot longer than if you would just wrap it up with a regular plastic wrap because you're pulling all the air out of that to where the air is really what causes the bacteria to grow and causes items to mold and go bad so if you don't have a vacuum sealer i highly recommend you invest in one. I mean, get one for maybe a good one for probably 130 bucks, you know, just a regular at home vacuum sealer. If you want to go all out and get a commercial vacuum sealer, you're looking probably five, 600 bucks for that, but not many households are going to need a commercial vacuum sealer. Uh, another thing that we can do to ensure that we are utilizing our food properly and not throwing as much away is make sure that you eat your leftovers. If you cook a large meal. My recommendation, because I don't necessarily like to eat leftovers more than once, so I try not to cook like big pots of lasagna and say, oh, I'm going to eat this for the next week, and it never happens. So oh. you know, don't fool yourself, don't kid yourself, or let's just bluntly say, don't lie to yourself. If you're not going to eat the leftovers, don't cook enough to make a huge pot of it. So if you are going to make lasagna for the family, make enough for that night and maybe just a couple for the next day for lunch. Uh, that's usually what I do is I cook enough food to where I have the meal for that evening and then I've got enough to take to work for lunch and then I'm done with that and I can move on to something else. So I know not everyone's going to be like me. Maybe some people can eat leftovers all week long. Awesome. Great for you. But you know, just make sure that you are going to eat what you cook and uh, don't throw that out so just make sure you're disciplined and you eat your leftovers one thing you can do if you have vegetables let's say carrots or celery that are starting to not look as good as they should be you know they're not molding and black and slimy and all that crap but you know they're not looking good enough to put in a salad you can make um stocks and broths and stuff like that soups uh, blend them up and make purees or you know thing if you cook them they're not going to be as bad as you know Don't let them get to the, like I said, the black slimy stage because then they're useless. You'll probably want to use those for compost and scraps. So, that's the next and last thing that I'm going to say is that you can use your food for compost. If you have a garden in the back, that's a great way to utilize leftover scraps and, you know, feed your garden and just make kind of do the full life cycle if you would, you know, you, you utilize it, you put it in the ground, it grows more fruits and vegetables and it's just a nice little round cycle. And if you don't have a garden and you don't want to have a garden, that's That's cool, but, um, you can talk to your neighbors. Maybe somebody has in your neighborhood, a garden and they would love to take the scraps from you, you know, just throw them in a bucket you know, give them to them every week or something like that. And they can utilize them in their compost pile. And I think some towns have compost programs and stuff like that. that They'll take the scraps for you as well. So, uh, great ways to put our scraps, coffee grounds, eggshells, vegetable tops, stuff that we're not going to use into, um putting them into good use instead of just throwing them in the landfill and going to waste. So, and let me see, there's one other thing that I wanted to say and it's not coming to my mind right now. Oh yeah. Bread. So I mentioned bread that bread is one of the top offenders of food waste because it molds so quickly, especially in the South. But if you have stale bread, don't throw that away make use of that you can use it for breadcrumbs so instead of buying breadcrumbs at the store you can utilize your stale bread and make breadcrumbs out of that and also stale bread makes a great bread pudding as long as it's not moldy you can make a great bread pudding or a stuffing so if you like stuffing everyone likes stuffing at least i don't know anybody that doesn't like stuffing you can make a great stuffing it doesn't need to be just in thanksgiving you can do that anytime and bread puddings. I love bread puddings, white chocolate bread puddings, cinnamon bread puddings, peach bread pudding, whatever kind of bread pudding. And you know, if you if you want a recipe for bread pudding, shoot me an email, sign up for a membership and I'll get you one. All right, well, that's really all I got for you guys today on proper food utilization and minimizing our food waste. And you know, hopefully this was helpful to somebody out there. I know it's it's a struggle for all of us and you know, we all throw food away. I am no exception. I throw food away too. But the more that we are aware of what we're doing and the more we know on how to avoid throwing these foods away or at least utilizing them in a positive way, uh, the better off we're all going to be. And then maybe, just maybe, if we all start taking a little part in few more steps to ensuring that we're not throwing away as much food as we have been, not be part of the statistic of 31%, we can start focusing more on quality food instead of the quantity of food. So that means that we can start supporting our small mom-and-pop farms because if we're throwing away 31% of our food, we don't need to buy as much food as we have. So we can take this money that we're throwing away roughly from what they said, $1,800 a year. And we can put that money back into the farmers and buy quality food instead of the solution crappy food that doesn't last for nothing. We can start shopping seasonally, buy things in the season till we get them at their peak freshness and they're going to last longer there too. It's going to be better for everybody, better for the economy, better for our farmers, better for the world better for the ecosystem whatever you want to look at it as it's going to be better for everybody if we just start avoiding throwing away so much food but i'm going to leave you guys with that thank you for listening i appreciate y'all tuning in make sure you check us out on the socials instagram facebook youtube Um, check out the website www.sizzlinarrow.com and of course if you like this episode make sure you leave us a five-star rating and we'd love to hear what you guys think about the podcast. So leave us a review as well. Still looking to get some of those coming in, but again, thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate y'all. And I hope you have a great rest of the weekend and tune in for the next episode which will be the third week of this month and it'll be another just for thought episode and we have a couple cool uh, interviews coming down the pipes for you as well so thanks again guys and y'all take care and in the meantime get outdoors get in the kitchen and make things happen and stop wasting so much food all right y'all take care